Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. 97.1 FM Talk Podcast. All right, welcome in uh, to the Mark Cox Morning Show. We are, uh, of course, covering the fallout from what happened at that Super Bowl parade in Kansas City yesterday. And uh, we're still waiting to get more details on who it is that they have arrested in this case. And uh, we just don't know yet. Uh, Police are going to have another news conference, I understand, this morning. Yesterday, the chief out there had um, said that you should follow her on Twitter. And that she would, um, she would be giving updates on there. But I haven't seen any of those. Is the problem? Uh, I immediately went and followed the Kansas City, Missouri police on uh, on Twitter, and I also followed the chief out there on Twitter. And all they're doing is still asking for help if anybody had any video or anything like that that uh, might come in handy. There's been a lot of video, and I I don't know. If if more video helps them with the identity of the people, I I I truly expect this to be slow roll, uh, Kim. I, I I think that like a lot of cases where where the shooter is not going to fit the narrative they would like it to, they're not going to be in any hurry to identify these individuals or give us the motive for what they did there. It is interesting, the timing of it, because my understanding is this happened about 30 minutes or so after the main part of the parade had ended Yes. versus the middle of it, because I'm obviously there were still quite a few people, sure. clearly in the videos we've seen, who were gathered in that area by Union Station, but there would have been a lot more had this been done in the middle of the parade. Yeah, the Chiefs were gone, right? They I were already the on buses. I think the Chiefs were gone. I mean, you yeah. know, it, it's, it's still very sad. and yeah. it, it's, it is very sad. One dead, um, uh, more than 20 injured. A number mm. of those were kids. Uh, none of the kids were were injured fatally. They, they're all going to recover from their injuries, we were told. Um, but, but the person who died was a radio host in, in the Kansas City area. Yeah, um, Lisa Lopez. Yeah, and she was a, a parent, and I don't know if she was – they're covering it for her radio station or not? I'm not clear on that. We are going to talk to Ray Stevens coming up here at about 735. He is a midday radio host out at KCMO in Kansas City. Uh, Ray's been uh, keeping his uh, ear to the ground out there as to the latest on what's going on. He works with my friend Pete Mundo, who does a morning show in Kansas City. Um, and I'm, I feel confident that he might he might know uh, the the victim here, the the and and more details on 
on what went down yesterday. So we're going to we're going to get to our interview with Ray at about 7:35 this morning. Stay tuned for that. Uh, still ahead, we're going to get to Jim Talent as well. Did you see this? This very at first, it was a very cryptic warning yesterday about what was a a serious threat to the United States coming from Russia. It was it was part of apparently a behind the scenes classified briefing that some members of Congress had gotten to. And one of them, I believe it was Mike Rogers, uh, came out and said, listen, you need to understand what's going on here. We've since found out from some reporting that it has something to do with Russia potentially putting nuclear weapons in space, not to target the United States necessarily, but to target other satellites, satellites of other countries. Um, That would violate at least one major treaty that's supposed to prevent all of that from years ago, if it's true. And I'm anxious to get Jim Talent's takes on it, uh, take on it from a from a national defense uh, perspective, and see what he what he feels is going on there. That's coming up about seven twenty. We're going to give away some Santana tickets today as well, uh, maybe later this hour. So be sure and stay tuned for that. But first, let's get to our short short list, please. The Mark Cox Short List. We've also received a call from the White House that offered all federal assistance in the investigation. We had federal agencies present today. We appreciate that. Yeah, that is the uh, that's the mayor out in uh, Kansas City, uh, uh, Quentin Lucas, referring to the fact that they'd already received a call from the White House uh, within an hour of that shooting uh, at the Super Bowl parade. Just, just bailing, running. And out of nowhere, I heard that guy hollering, so I'm just like, okay, well, I'm right here. And I just, I didn't think about it. It was just a reaction. I didn't hesitate. It was just, just do it. Uh, Paul Contreras there, the uh, one of the heroes in that situation yesterday, a bystander in the crowd celebrating the Super Bowl win, and he tackled one of the three gunmen now in custody. The Republican-led House will not be jammed or forced into passing a foreign aid bill that was opposed by most Republican senators and does nothing to secure our own border. Thank you, uh, Speaker Mike Johnson there, uh, telling some truth about what happened with uh, this um, border bill that failed, uh, which was a disaster, and now the follow-up attempt to force through a spending bill uh, for Ukraine and Israel bunch of Walmart and Sam's Club. According to Benjamin Singer, the Innsbruck Conference Center, the CEO of Good Government Group, show me integrity. This is pretty hard to justify. Yeah, yeah. I mentioned this a little earlier. That is the KMOV report yesterday on um, thousands of dollars being spent by your local government. I, I This probably goes on more often than you think. But, you know, in every business I've ever worked in, and they 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 both in the media business and outside of the media business. If you have expenses on a company credit card, it is a requirement that you have the receipt for that expenditure. Or you're likely not going to get reimbursed. Right. Whether the expenditure is legitimate or not, you have to have the receipt for that for that expenditure. For for example, um, on our uh, recent trip down to Jefferson City where Carl and I went uh, to cover the opening day of the legislative session in I January. I turned in my receipts two days ago. I know you did. But on those receipts for our meal, which we had at a little pub, brew pub down there, 
we both had beers, maybe more than a couple. And uh, the company is not going to reimburse us for that. Mm -hmm. So if I just turned in the the expense with no explanation of what the money was spent on, they would reject it. Mm -hmm. How did this happen in the city of St. Louis? And and if it's if it's in one department, you can bet your butt it's in every department. Mm -hmm. <laughs> that's the that's the mystifying thing to me. Uh, uh, Chris Carter tried to explain this away last night, but I at the end of the day, if even if even if the expenses are legit. They said they don't have receipts for any of them. $8,000 at restaurants and Lego stores and things like that. Mm -hmm. And not a single receipt. Nothing that's, to see here, folks. That's pretty amazing. But please just uh, move along. They did get a statement from Darlene Green. They're trying to get some answers on this. Go, go to cut number 21, Carl, please. Just yesterday, we received a statement from the Comptroller's office acknowledging there were, quote, unauthorized expenditures on the card, and they have requested and received reimbursements from departments. But there's clearly some confusion about what is allowed and what is not on these credit cards, with departments like the circuit attorney pushing back on any idea that meals wouldn't be allowed. In fact, the Comptroller's Office provided us with a different set of policies than what certain department heads actually signed. Again, we asked for an interview with the Comptroller, but so far, no luck. A spokesperson sent a statement saying, quote, the Comptroller's Office is committed to strengthening city credit card policies. Updates to improve the policies are currently being reviewed for implementation. The city is a mess. By the way, I didn't tell you this. The record request I put in months ago, it yes. got pushed back again. This is like the fourth time they've said we need additional time to, to figure out how many times the mayor mentioned, I think it was like migrants or illegal immigrants or something like that. Stay yeah. tuned for that. Stay tuned if we ever get it, because uh, Lauren Traeger mentioned in this, they had a hard time getting these records until they. it took them a long time of many requests to finally get a copy of those. So that's not a surprise at all. If you're trying to at least avoid the appearance of a cover-up, give us the records and explain it. That's all we're asking for. It's pretty simple. Coming up, we'll talk to a former Senator Jim Talent about this uh, apparent threat to the U.S. from above, from satellites in Russia. We'll be back in just a minute. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. Look, I think in a way that question um, it is impossible to answer with a straight yes, right? Because Americans uh, understand that there are a range of threats and challenges in the world that we're dealing with every single day. And uh, those threats and challenges range from terrorism to state actors. And we have to contend with them, and we have to contend with them in a way where we ensure the ultimate security of the American people. 
I am confident that President Biden, in the decisions that he is taking, is going to ensure the security of the American people going. Well, that was uh, Jake Sullivan, the national security advisor there, responding to uh, Congressman Turner and this the supposed threat from Russia. We've got former Senator Jim Talent uh, on the phone here, and uh, Jim's got a strong background in a lot of these foreign affairs and, and national security issues. And uh, uh, Jim, I, I assuming you heard this story yesterday. Any reaction to it? Well, if if Mike Turner is worried, then I'm worried. Okay, because he's very good. Now, having said that, um, the the Russians and the Chinese already have the ability to attack our satellite architecture in every orbital domain, so high, medium, low. And I'm not sure what a nuclear device, what additional advantage that gives them. So, I mean, I have a lot more questions than I have answers at this point, and certainly uh, the National Security Advisor did nothing to clear that up with that answer. I, I, you know, I hope I'll give him a little bit of a pass because this obviously surprised everybody. Congressman Turner's announcement. So but he better come back with something a little more coherent the next time he speaks to the press about this. Yeah, well, I mean, he, he said that I guess he went into a skiff somewhere and found out about this and is demanding that it be declassified so the American people can know more about it. If it's an yeah. immediate national security threat, a lot of people seem to be trying to downplay that. Wouldn't a nuclear weapon in space, couldn't it be used to create like an EMP or something over the U.S.? Yeah, there there are different kinds of of um, of capabilities that that would grant you. It's it's expensive and difficult to do. Yes. Uh, and there are there are mm-hmm. risks of accident. So generally speaking, I mean, if you asked me, if, if, if you'd asked me last week, is this a good idea for the United States, for example? You know, space is a domain of war. We all have to accept that. Um, you know, the Chinese have made it that way. Um, but I would say, no, there are other alternatives. I mean, even on the nuclear front there, there let's just let's just modernize the nuclear triad. I mean, that's the best thing we can do. But again, the fact that Turner is so worked up over it. Um, I think is a major is a major issue. It's a reason I'm I'm worried, and I you know they ought to declassify enough so that we understand what it is he's getting at. So again, uh, let's see what Sullivan does and what the administration does in the next couple of days. I mean that that answer was not promising, um, no. but let's see. No, I mean it's just like you got to know how to answer if you're in his position. You got to know how to say something that is substantive and meaningful. Uh, even though it's difficult because you obviously can't reveal classified information and you don't know. But, I mean, you can, that's part of the job. I mean, you got to be able to do that. And I've never seen him do it. Let's put it that way. What do you think about this $95 billion foreign aid bill? Because I know that Speaker Mike Johnson's like, yeah, no, you have nothing in it that addresses our own border. So I don't really know what the Democrats are thinking that the Republicans are going to say about a bill that, that doesn't even address that. Well, listen, if I was there, I'd vote for the bill. Uh, and I think it advances the security of the United States. And I think that's what the discussion ought to be based on. Now, yeah, I mean, should we have gotten border le- legislation attached to it? We talked about this in the show before. I think the strategy the Senate followed in that was the wrong strategy. And, you know, if you get the strategy wrong, you're not likely to get a good result. But I still think it's in our interests as a country to do this, both with regard to 
well, with regard to all three, Israel, Taiwan, and Ukraine. So I'd like to see the debate go off on that. I understand Johnson's frustration. Uh, Again, we'll see what happens. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see what comes out. I I saw J.D. Vance had suggested there was some some language in there that would tie the hands of a future president like uh, Donald Trump from preventing such funding in the future or something like that. So uh, I'd be interested in finding out more uh, about that. You know, Mark, I know we probably got to go. Yeah. Trump Trump armed the Ukraines. He reversed Obama's policy. And in the first year of his administration, he armed the Ukrainians. Yeah, yeah, I know. And if it was right to arm them before they were invaded and the president thought so, and I have no doubt in my mind that had he been president, number one, this war would not have occurred. And number two, if it had occurred, uh, President Trump would have made sure the Russians regretted it. I think, I mean, I would have loved to be a fly on the wall at the call he made to Putin. I'll just tell you that. Jim Talent, I appreciate your time, my friend. Thank you. Thank you. We will talk soon. Coming up, we'll get a live report from Kansas City. Just bailing running. And out of nowhere, I heard that guy hollering, so I'm just like, okay, well, I'm right here. And I just, I didn't think about it. It was just a reaction. I didn't hesitate. It was just... Just do it. So I went to go tackle him, and another gentleman did the same thing. And as I'm tackling him, I see his weapon either fall out of his hand or out of his sleeve, because he was wearing a long jacket, or like a Carhartt. So when I seen that hit the ground, I'm like, oh, you know, we got to take this guy down. And so, like I said, I did, and another good Samaritan did, and we held him down. And it seemed like forever, but it probably wasn't. It was like 30 seconds holding him down, and me and the other gentleman are hollering at ongoers, you know, where's the cops? You know, get the cops over here. Get the cops over here. You know, we got them. Uh, Paul Contreras there, one of the uh, heroes in that crowd yesterday at the Super Bowl parade out in Kansas City, who tackled one of the gunmen, one of the three people they've got in custody right now. What a chaotic and, and terrible scene uh, there uh, for the people that just turned out to celebrate. I mean, what a shame that criminals completely ruined that event yesterday. Ray Stevens, nice enough to join us this morning, a midday radio host there on KCMO in Kansas City. And uh, Ray, how are you doing this morning, my friend? Buddy, I'm uh, I'm doing all right. You uh, you sum it up, uh, you know, perfectly. It was a it was a good event. I know that you've seen your uh, your share of parades in your town and and. Uh, this was as good as any. Uh, I'm a guy that uh, I've spent a lot of time in Chicago. I've seen uh, parades for the Bulls, Cubs, uh, Hawks, but this one it was different, man. It was uh, uh, these players uh, got out of the buses. They were out on the uh, parade route. They were uh, talking with fans. I mean, they were drinking beer with fans. Probably yeah. a little overserved at some point. Um, it was uh, it was really a good day. And as you uh, so aptly put it, just ruined by what I, my conjecture. Uh, some local area thugs, probably gangbangers, uh, and we will get that information soon, I'm sure. Yeah, I, I wonder, Ray, um, I mean, I, I followed the police chief on Twitter because I heard her say in her news conference she'd be releasing more information on her Twitter account and the Kansas City Police. But I've seen no updates since uh, probably 8 o'clock last night on who these people are other than the fact that they have three people in custody. Do you you, have any reason to believe that the mayor or anybody out there would be slow walking that information? You know, I don't, I don't know why they would. Um, You wonder, I mean, you and I both know, uh, let's face it, the world has narratives. What does it fit? Um, 
you know, this, this gun, this, this, uh, this gentleman had, this kid had, um, you know, I, I was listening to your, to your piece from, uh, from one of the, the, uh, the guys that tackled the, uh, the gunman, um, as a guy that, that has, uh, you know, I, I have an AR 15, it's not an AR 15 pistol, uh, but it's a big gun. I mean, Mark, it is a, it is a, it is a rather large gun. The, the conjecture of some was, uh, these guys uh, snuck them in in backpacks. I don't know how you get a weapon like that and hide it in a Carhartt. I just don't know, um, based on you know what I own in in my own uh, you know stash of, of of guns, and it's not a large stash, but I just don't get it. And and for those, and we're already calling for more and stricter gun laws. My God, we're failing America. But uh, um, this gun was illegal from from top to bottom. The stock was illegal. The uh, stock is illegal. The uh, the barrel is illegal. The vertical handhold on this gun is illegal. Um, I don't know why they'd be slow walking this. I don't get it. They obviously know who they have in custody. They've been in custody now uh, over 12 hours. Right. So, yeah, where's the information? Yeah, that's what we want to know. Uh, I have to ask you uh, – uh, I'm sorry, Kim, did you have – Oh, some? no, go ahead, Mark. No, I was going to ask about the victim in this case. I understand that Lisa Lopez was a radio DJ there in, in uh, Kansas City. And, and, again, a lot of the information on this uh, coming out slow, but she was – she worked at uh, KKFI. It is a uh, it's a, a non-commercial radio station. She hosted a program called uh, Taste of Tejano. Um, by all accounts, uh, you know, well liked in the community. A lot of the uh, people in local government uh, uh, know of her, uh, especially those in the Hispanic neighborhood. So, um, you know, everything that you hear in the wake of something like this is right along the lines of uh, good mom, good person. Uh, you know, not a lot of people that had. Uh, you know, everybody has glowing things to say about her, but some of the uh, preliminary things I'm hearing, and again, this is just what you hear uh, through the news cycles. None of this is really verified yet, but it seems to me that a, a large portion of those that were injured, I'm being told, were with her group. So, oh no, what is that? Yeah, what does that mean? Is that was there was there an argument there? Is there something? Uh, is there a relationship yeah. uh, aspect here? Uh, you know, I mean, I I don't know. Uh, yeah. Ray, this is Kim. I, I, I know you also posted something. I think it was to your ex account. It was a tweet that, that was screenshotted or maybe you reposted it by somebody saying I might be planning a terrorist attack on the Kansas City Chiefs parade. So the FBI yeah. and Kansas City police have been notified. But I mean, how did that not get flagged? It doesn't seem like it was. <laughs> yeah. You know, and, and uh you know, you know, I can tell we think alike here just by your opening uh, 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 sounder that you had that says "Wide awake, never woke." I'm going to steal that, by the way. <laughs> yeah, feel um, free. But, but exactly. You, so you're telling me on these social media platforms that if I say that I, I support Trump and and if I even if I show a picture of me deer hunting, I'm going to get flagged and sometimes put in Facebook or Twitter jail. How does that happen? You bring up a great point, Kim. How, how in the world? Does that happen? How does nobody see it now? Is that somehow somebody did after the fact just to create uh, to create a buzz and uh, and somehow create some kind of narrative? I don't know, but we will be looking into that as well because that is the question of the day right there. One, is it true? Uh, because we all know that half the things you see with your eyes these days are true. So uh, it's something I think needs to be looked into today on my show. Uh, I'm going to have on uh, 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 one of the local uh, uh, police captains. His name's Jake. Uh, Bikina, and I had him on yesterday, and I asked him the specific question because you know we've seen this this movie before. Uh, I said, if if something should go wrong, I said, tell me about 
what you have out is in, in the way of surveillance to surveil this parade route should something, you know, bad happen. And I was assured oh, that we've got it under control. There's cameras everywhere. And, you know, no way we don't see something. But now, all of a sudden, uh, we have all these people there. And the first thing you do at any event anywhere is you whip out your phone, right? You're yes. videotaping yes. this. So now the uh, police are reaching out to uh, you, to me, to find out what we might have as far as video. Um, and and I, I mean, I, I hate to be that guy. I really do. But does this does this not fit some narrative somewhere? And I hate to talk like that when something like this happens. But man, you know, these days you just got to ask the questions. You, you do. Uh, who is Manny Abarca? Are you familiar with him? Manny Abarca is uh, is he's he's in local government and. Uh, um, uh, 30, I think it was maybe uh, 30 minutes or just moments after the, uh, you know, the, the thing wrapped up and the people were taken into custody. Manny Abark is on his uh, soapbox railing on gun laws. Is that where you were going? Yeah, well, I got a soundbite with him with Joy Reid last night. Uh, this is what I he think said. it's something that I'm taking uh, at heart immediately. As soon as uh, we were clear and safe, I texted our general counsel and told them I need that gun legislation immediately for Monday's meeting. I don't care what stands in our way. And as I was leaving uh, with my colleagues at the state legislature, at the city council, we all agreed it's time for us to act. As Democrats, we must act. Yeah, uh, I, I guess Manny doesn't know that he legally can't do anything in Jackson County that that supersedes state law. Well, and, and here's the other thing. If we were to get down to brass tacks about all of this, we always come back to, all right, well, let's talk about who these gunmen were. Yeah. How did they get these guns? This is not a cheap gun. This guy probably had two to $2,500 into this gun. Who can afford this kind of stuff? Who's buying the weapons? How are they getting into the neighborhood? What's the motive for that? And then we're going to find out, and I, and I can promise you this, because, you know, uh, they're going to flash up a, a, a picture of some kid in eighth grade saying that he was a great guy. What's he doing with a gun like this? Yeah. And then, and then what's his past history? And was this guy let out on some kind of early bail reform? And, and, and that's what we need to do. Let's prosecute criminals in, in our country and then worry about gun laws later because I'm a law-abiding 2A guy. And you know what? I can tell you this. The deer are hardly at any harm when I'm out in the woods. Me too. So please. <laughs> yeah, um, I, I would agree with that, and I've said it many times. Ray Stevens, listen, I appreciate you getting up early and giving me a few minutes this morning. And if people are in Kansas City, I'll tell them to tune into your show from uh, 10 to noon uh, every day out there at KCMO. Thank you. All right, brother. Be well. Yes, sir. We'll uh, we'll talk soon. Uh, just uh, good to get that perspective. So they don't know in Kansas City yet either. They don't, they don't have mm -hmm. any answers yet. Um, but I do I do want to play you some of the nonsense that's already been played out by the national media in this country, including Charles Barkley. I'm going to get to that and maybe uh, very shortly give away some Santana tickets. So stay tuned to the Mark Cox Morning Show. Yeah, you recognize that. That would be Santana. He's coming with the Counting Crows uh, to Hollywood Casino Amphitheater July 27th. And we've got a pair of tickets to give away for you today to go see him. It's going to be great. Uh, tickets are going to go on sale uh, tomorrow to the uh, general public. So uh, now you got a chance to win a pair. How about that? Good luck. Uh, we will take uh, caller number 10. How about that? Caller number 10 at 314-241-9797. 314-241-9797. Now. If you're a sports fan, you know Charles Barkley, the round mound of rebound is what they used to call him when he played down there at Auburn University. 
he needs to stick to putting round balls in baskets and not tell the world how ignorant he is about other issues like guns. Listen. I just feel sad because you got the greatest country in the world. Any fool can go out and buy a gun anytime. Mm-hmm. They don't do great background checks. And you, you would think, and like everything else in our country, has become divided between Democrats and Republicans. And that makes it even worse. Yeah. I'm like, wait, the Republicans don't want gun control? <laughs> that makes it even worse. It's split between, it's even worse than it's split between Republicans and Democrats. You mean Republicans don't want gun control? Listen to this guy. It's easy to go get, uh, the, the background checks aren't thorough enough. Have you ever been through one, Charles? I mean, it's unbelievable. Um, too easy to own guns in this country, according to this guy. Well, guess what? If you're a thug and they're stolen, it's not, uh, it, it's very easy. But you, they didn't go to an FFL dealer and buy those guns. Yeah, Chuck. it should be hard to get guns. Mm-hmm. Like You're I, a gun owner. I'm a gun owner and I'm and, a gun guy, but it should be hard to get a gun. Mm-hmm. Uh, with, with the technology we have today as far as learning everything you did in your life, mm-hmm. you should not be able to go in a store and get a gun in 15, 20 minutes. Mm-hmm. You should not be ordering those ghost guns on the Internet. <laughs> because, you know, you do order ghost guns on the Internet. Yeah. Ghost guns are made with 3D printers as well in your house. If you, But it's not an easy process. And criminals aren't making ghost guns, generally speaking. Here's where he took it to the next level with the dumbest analogy in the history of mankind. I'm going to play that for you in the next hour. You, you got to hear... What Charles Barkley compared buying a gun to. It just takes stupid to a new level. I just have to tell you. Hey, next hour, we'll get to Shannon Bream and talk about the uh, Mayorkas impeachment and the Supreme Court decision that could come any minute, uh, any day now on the Donald Trump ballot case. We'll be back. Get more at 971talk.com. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did.